0: Last week on Let's Talk Supply Chain was this month's episode of our Woman in Supply Chain series, and I was joined for the second time by Lisa morales Hellebo. I first interviewed Lisa two years ago, and it was really nice to catch up and find out what amazing things she's been up to since we last spoke, because she is one busy woman. She told me all about the incredible businesses that her Industrial Transformation Fund is investing in, about the strides in sustainability she's making with her organization, Refact, and about her contributions to community and membership mentorship it was such a joy i mean lisa is a truly remarkable woman so i hope you enjoyed the show as much as i did but as always if you missed it you can catch up over on letstalksupplychain.com on our youtube channel or anywhere else that you subscribe to the show it was episode 364 Ready to empower the people and improve the processes that grow your business? Esker's AI-driven solutions make it easy by delivering greater speed, strategy, and security across your entire enterprise. Visit esker.com today and learn why Esker is used by finance, procurement, and customer service leaders around the world as their trusted global cloud platform, Transform the way you work. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. Before we get on with the show, I'm going to ask you a question. According to new research commissioned by Uber, what percentage of consumers expect express delivery as an option? That expectation has certainly shot up in recent years, but by how much? Let me know your guesses over on social and keep listening because I'll let you know at the end of the show. So today I'm joined by a company that is on a mission to make it easy for every retailer to offer fast, affordable, and delightful delivery to their customers. In light of the e-commerce boom we've seen in the last few years, this is a mission that every single retailer will be thrilled to hear. But who does it belong to? Well, I'll reveal it after our poll of the week. So the question that we asked you, Which aspects of logistics management do you find the most challenging? Now, we had just under 400 votes. 62% of you said demand forecasting. 18% of you said inventory management. And 17% of you said transportation and routing. We had a couple of different comments as well. Michael said, working with shrinking budgets. Raymond said, intriguing perspective on logistics management. Logistics equals puzzle and art. I love that. Shiva says, demand forecasting should be under supply chain management. And Kodruta says, all of the above. Challenging times we are having. Mark says, staffing, which is definitely a challenge that has come up with a variety of people that I've been talking to. Well, thank you so much to everybody who weighed in on the question of the week. We ask one every single Wednesday morning on Instagram and LinkedIn. So go ahead and be part of that conversation. We want to hear. From you, and we'll feature you on an upcoming episode. So, now back to today's episode, and which innovative last mile tech company is joining me today? Well, it's Onfleet. Onfleet is the preferred delivery management software for companies wanting to provide. A superior experience while maximizing efficiencies. OnFleet powers millions of deliveries every week for thousands of businesses around the world across a range of industries from grocery and prepared meals to pharmacy, flowers, and furniture. And it's Chris Garrison, Director of Enterprise Sales and Strategic Partnerships at OnFleet that is joining me for the show. Chris started his career at Google where he was in charge of the global management of Intel's channel marketing program and developed his core skills for partnership building. After joining OnFleet, he dove into the last mile logistics industry and became an authority in the subject. So I cannot wait to talk to him. Now today, Chris will be telling me all about OnFleet and what they do, the importance of empowering drivers, achieving competitive advantage by delighting customers, and the future of last mile. So welcome to the show, Chris.
1: Thanks, Sarah. So excited to be here.
0: I am so happy to have you here. I mean, OnFleet has been recognized this year in Gartner's hype cycle, which is very, very cool. I mean, you're less than 10 years old, but you are already working all around the world and you speak my language. So I'm always up to hearing about brands, especially tech brands that can sometimes be a little jargony, talking about empowering and delighting and creating a A positive experience across the board. I really love it. And I've done a lot of research for this episode. So I'm excited to talk to you today and really dive into what you're doing, the impact that you're making um, so that the listeners can share my passion for this. So let's start by setting the scene and talking about the landscape of Last Mile. I mean, it's changed pretty rapidly over the last few years. So what does it look like now? What are some of the challenges and opportunities opportunities that we're seeing in this space?
1: Well, Sarah, you hit the nail on the head. Last Mile has evolved considerably over the past 10 years. Many of these changes have actually been driven by evolving consumer expectations. Mm -hmm. I like to kind of call this the Uber or Amazon effect. Uh, This is where people want goods delivered faster, cheaper, with a greater degree of flexibility. And I think there's some really important statistics we can frame this with. Uh, 90% of consumers, they define fast delivery as same day or faster. That okay. option simply didn't exist 15 years ago. 15 years ago, you couldn't select same day. Nope. Not nope. at all. Not only that, they want them fast, but 60% of these consumers expect there to be low or no delivery fee. So this is pretty hard to keep up with. Yeah. So what does this mean for vendors, for shippers? Well, first off, we are continuing to see growth in this space. We're expecting to see about 10% increase year over year. This has slowed a little bit since COVID, but it's still continuing on the upward trend. But on the flip side, there's huge consolidation. And I'm sure you've seen this in recent news, but Amazon accounts for 40% of the market share when you're talking about shipping. And the next top 10 retailers, top online retailers, they take an additional 20%. So we're talking about an incredibly demanding and competitive environment. Shippers, retailers, brands, they have had to evolve. They're looking to increase their efficiencies by investing into micro fulfillment solutions and fulfillments,
2: mm-hmm.
1: maximize their profits wherever they can. They're, they're pinching every penny with automation tools across the last mile. And they're really trying to minimize their overhead costs. All of this with trying to keep up with those ever-increasing demands of those consumers. Mm -hmm. So what does this look like? This looks like new systems to run fulfillment, like ghost stores or ghost kitchens. These are popping up and have continued to pop up all across downtown cities. Or working with new autonomous delivery solutions, which I think are extremely exciting. Autonomous vehicles, as well as drone delivery. So there's a lot of options. There's a lot to keep up with. And I think a lot of companies are are still trying to scramble to catch up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And they're looking for ways so that they can be just as competitive as some of those big names that you were talking about. What is a ghost? Was it ghost kitchen and ghost? Ghost, What was the other term? Ghost
1: kitchen or ghost store. So these are storefronts or in-house kitchens that set up in a downtown area but they're not actually operating as a traditional store. You can't go in there and purchase something you're ordering online and their entire operation is Mm -hmm. robotics and fulfillment. And they're trying to get product out the door and to you as quickly as possible. You've probably seen some of the, it's amazing, right? But these quick, uh, quick service uh, solutions that say, Hey, we can get you your goods in 20 or 30 minutes. It's incredibly competitive.
0: Yeah, so competitive. And in some places, I mean, 20, 20 to 30, 30 minutes is a little bit of a stretch. But why don't you give us an overview? Who is OnFleet? What do you do? And broadly, before we dive deeper, how do you help your customers?
1: Sure. So uh, OnFleet, you know, we're the, one of the more established and, I think, premier solutions and providers of last-mile delivery in a SaaS format. So we provide logistics software, simply put, to help businesses run their last mile deliveries. Last mile is defined, as you well know, as deliveries from store to door, or maybe distribution center to door, or in some cases, distribution centers to the store. So it's really that last touch point uh, that you are trying to fulfill for your customers. This comes in the form at OnFleet of a routing and dispatching dashboard, our top rated driver application, customer engagement, customer communications, and an open AI infrastructure that helps us integrate with external operations and systems. So simply put, we help businesses run efficient delivery operations at scale to help them delight their customers.
0: Well, I like the idea of the driver app because drivers are very, very important to our supply chains and our last mile delivery. And also, I've been having a lot of conversations about integration. People no longer want to be using all sorts of tabs. They don't want to have all sorts of tabs open on their computer, right? <laughs> Everybody, I think, goes into their computer if they haven't completely shut down and, you know, you see like 50 different tabs. Nobody wants that anymore and so integration is going to be key for that. Now you work with countries all over the world you work with multiple different industries and you really talk about businesses of all sizes. So do you have an ideal customer or is your ideal customer kind of everybody?
1: Well, I think you're you're kind of right there. We support a wide array of industries globally. this includes grocery, prepared meals, Uh, alcohol, pharmacy, big and bulky. We even have construction customers. Uh, This also includes mid-sized businesses up to full-size enterprises operating nationally and internationally. So they might be running the same day or next day deliveries with all sorts of models supported. But for us, the name of the game is flexibility, flexible enough to work with anyone. That said, one segment that we're particularly excited about is empowering third-party carriers and couriers. Okay. So these are operators who are running deliveries for all of these mentioned segments. Mm-hmm. And it's our objective as Ancli to partner with these e- ecosystem solutions, build connections, and ensure that they are delivering a world-class experience for their end customer, mm-hmm. as well as the end recipient. So their customers, customer. And obviously it's a complex web of players and Uh you start to get under the hood. There's just so many parties involved, but it's all about that end recipient having really pleasurable, delightful experience.
0: Yeah, and I like that you're talking about their customers' customers. I mean, I come from the 3PL world and there's a lot of moving pieces, right? There's inventory, there's distribution, but then there's also that last mile piece. And so how do we deliver that to our customers in a great way so that they have all the data that they need right, that um, they can integrate with the platform that we are looking to work with and that we're working with and they can just sort of plug in. So there's a lot of, you know, great ways for 3PLs to be able to partner and collaborate, which I talk about a lot, (laughs) to bring more value to not only the industry, but also their customers as well. So let's talk about dispatching because I actually shared an example on my own LinkedIn learning course around the impact that poor route planning can have on everything from customer satisfaction to sustainability. So talk us through dispatch with OnFleet. How does it work and what are the benefits that it brings?
1: I'm I'm really glad you're highlighting this, Sarah, and especially the sustainability piece. I think that's incredibly important. But when you're onboarding a new customer with Onfleet, dispatching and routing is probably one of the most fundamental building blocks to a successful launch and ongoing operation. So we offer a wide range of dispatching options to suit the need of the customer. Okay. What's important, though, is that we spend time to understand the operations team's needs. We're not just saying, hey, we're going to rip and replace everything that you've done previously. We're coming in, we're understanding their workflows, and we're making recommendations that fit into their existing processes versus making them throw everything out the window that they've done for the past five years. So we've partnered with a number of different routing engines over the year, a few past few years, I should say, to ensure that we're bringing the best-in-class solution to our end customers. So maybe these brands, these shippers, they might want to run dispatch manually. A lot of them still like to do that. Well, they can do so within the Onfleet dashboard with Hmm. real-time driver locations and visibility. Others might want a simplified assignment tool or to support ASAP, route optimization, all of those things we've had for years. Mm -hmm. These take into consideration capacity constraints, delivery windows, historic real-time and predictive traffic patterns to build the most efficient routes. And efficiency mm-hmm. is a word we use a lot. You know, we have mm-hmm. to kind of define it in different ways because every operation has a different sense of what is efficient. Perhaps yeah. they want to minimize the time on the road or minimize the number of drivers, or they may want to actually just focus on getting the product into the hands of the customer as fast as possible.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What I think is super cool are some of our latest advanced routing tools. These can be engaged with and triggered by API. These are the tools that you'd see at Uber or DoorDash effectively and can be used to build routes dynamically with a wide range of customizable inputs. This is continuous routing, what I'm describing here. Okay. And these are what we're using increasingly for businesses so they can remain competitive, increase mm-hmm. their efficiency, and be responsive. If something changes, you know, how am I going to reroute? How am I going to respond to that change?
0: Yeah. And this
1: is ultimately helping them lower their costs.
0: Yeah. Well, and I can understand if you got an easy to use tool that can provide you with that data when a disruption happens. And let's, I mean, let's be honest. (laughs) Supply chain is a lot of disruptions and things happen, you know. That you wouldn't even think would happen if you've got the data and a tool to be able to pivot quickly, so that your customers don't necessarily get affected or get as affected as some others because they don't have the data in front of them. I mean, that can save days right? if It can save hours, it can save days. And you talk about efficiency. Now, in supply chain and operations, efficiency is really, really, really key. And it's also the key driver in a lot of ESG initiatives. And so the root optimization um, with the efficiency can really help those clients meet some of those ESG goals, right? And they can say, look, we're using this Um, platform. And this is the data that we're receiving because we are actually moving things way more efficiently and more sustainably. And here's why. And so you provide them with that data to be able to have those conversations with internal stakeholders, external stakeholders. And that's not just necessarily for the supply chain team. It could be for the investment team as well, right? The C-suite. Everybody wants to be seeing that kind of information.
1: Absolutely. Couldn't agree more, Sarah.
0: Yeah, so we also talked about the driver app right or we haven't really talked about it yet but you mentioned it and it empowers drivers as far as i understand this and i really want to do a deeper dive on that because i spoke to somebody recently who talked about this idea that if you start by pleasing the drivers by making things easier safer and more comfortable for them then it will actually trickle down and you'll see the benefits across lots of other business areas so talk to us about that what does driver empowerment mean to you at on fleet and most importantly, how are you doing it?
1: I mean driver empowerment is huge. It's literally drivers are where the, the rubber meets the road in last mile. <laughs> quite <that> literally. Is, <laughs> quite literally. And frankly they've got one of the toughest jobs. Let's be really they do. Uh, they're they're on the front lines, they're representing the brand. Uh, and at Onfleet, we have taken this idea that you presented here of driver empowerment and built it into our driver application. So if you look at the Google or Apple app stores, you can go and look at driver reviews. And we actually have the top rated driver reviews in both these stores, something like 3,000 five-star ratings. Mm
2: -hmm. And these are
1: from the people, the drivers who are using the application themselves. Mm -hmm. And this application, it supports multiple languages. It's intuitive. It's easy to use. It has an onboarding module It offers customization tools for a safe and pleasant pickup and drop-off experience. And what does this mean for the driver? Well, driver hiring and retention Mm -hmm. is becoming increasingly difficult. It's hard for businesses to find drivers and retain those drivers once onboarded. So at OnFleet, we do actually have a few partner solutions for that as well, helping you actually contract with workers or find gig workers on the fly. And we give those drivers the tools that they like to use, which are reliable, which aren't buggy, which are dependable. They don't crash out of nowhere. And the driver has no idea what they're supposed to do with the rest of their day and have to call frantically for guidance from their support. Mm -hmm. These tools for all of the parties involved, both the dispatchers, the drivers and the recipients, provide transparency and visibility throughout the delivery process. This results in a happy driver. And we all know from any consumer engagement experience, whether I'm at the grocery store, I'm ordering a meal, a happy employee translates to a better experience for the end consumer, and higher customer satisfaction, which is what we're ultimately driving towards.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know just as a regular driver that if I don't have access to my ways, or it goes down, or you know my data isn't working or something like that, and I don't know where I'm going. I mean, I know how to use a book because I was in sales when you needed a book, But a lot of times we depend on these things. And so I could only imagine you know as a driver who needs to get to a drop off to deliver um a product right that could be a life-saving product you know the stress that could come from that and so one of the key things that i thought that you mentioned there was reliable right something that they can rely on and they can trust in and they know that you know that application is going to be there for them throughout the day so that they can do their job because a lot of things for the a lot of times for the driver there's waiting time right there's a lot of unforeseen things that could happen and so reliability really is key especially when we're putting technology in their hands So I also want to talk about customer satisfaction. You know, this has really emerged as an area of opportunity. Lots of organizations are talking about competitive advantage and really putting consumers at the heart of their business. And you talk about delighting customers, which I love. So how are you delighting them in a notoriously difficult space?
1: Well, we've already set the framework that customers are demanding, right? You know, they they (laughs) have high expectations. I am.
0: you are. I, you I know,
1: mean, <laughs> could, right. You know, this is this is the day and age that we live in. Mm-hmm. They want a high quality experience. And businesses are investing across the entire ecosystem of e-commerce and fulfillment to provide that experience. Well, mm-hmm. last mile, that's the last touch point that you will have with that customer. That's your last opportunity yeah. to provide a world-class experience. And in fact, 84%, and this is a crazy statistic to me, but 84% of consumers, if they have a poor delivery experience, will not order from that vendor again if they have an wow. alternative option.
0: That's so a huge about, number.
1: Huge. And think about that for yourself. Let's say you there's a new restaurant in town mm-hmm. and you order your lunch and it arrives cold or it arrives late or you get the wrong thing or some items are missing. You're blaming that restaurant. Mm-hmm. You say, they messed my order up. You know, you're not blaming necessarily a delivery service provider right. who conducted that delivery. So this is really your last opportunity to have an impact on that consumer and retain that consumer. It can cost anywhere from 40 to $50 to acquire a new customer. Mm-hmm. So if you blow it, that's out the window and you're on to the next one. You don't have that chance again. So with this in mind, I think it's often overlooked that customer satisfaction is critical. And there's a key element in last mile delivery that seems very minor mm-hmm. that people don't think about. And that's an accurate ETA prediction. Just okay. being able to say mm-hmm. that your delivery is going to be here within certain hours and it arriving during that time. That's that's honestly the bulk of the experience. Mm-hmm. And so we at Onclet have very heavily invested in predictive ETAs to set expectations with mm-hmm. recipients on when they can expect that package, when we can accurately forecast the arrival time of that package or parcel, this is what customers ultimately want.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: With that foundation, that that's the foundational piece. We're then able to build on top of it. We're able to provide branded notifications saying, "Hey, your parcel is on the way. Track your driver here." We can provide proactive notifications if that starts to delay, if there's mm-hmm. maybe a, a slip in the timing for whatever reason that's outside of the driver's control. Mm-hmm. We can provide two-way anonymized communications between the driver and the recipient so they can notify them of any specific instructions, right? Hey, like you know, that? don't mm-hmm. ring the doorbell. My kid's sleeping. And if you wake him up, I'm going to be really mad. <laughs> you know, these I
0: love that. that.
1: You don't think about, right? Mm-hmm. And this gives the customer the control and comfort that they've come to expect across the rest of that purchase experience that they've had prior to the last mile delivery. Maybe the in-store was really great or the e-commerce purchase was fantastic. It should also be reflected in that last mile delivery.
0: Yeah, I will tell you when I get that sort of communication from somebody that I've bought from online who I haven't bought from before, I can tell you that that is my key indicator to be able to want to purchase from them again. So you're absolutely right. And then I think of my Uber Eats experience, right? And they say, you know, meet at the door or come to the come to the door or come to the room. Cause a lot downstairs. of times I'm in hotel rooms. Yeah. Right. And so I'll be like, okay, I'll meet you downstairs. But those kind of options um, are really valuable, especially when you're traveling and you're not entirely sure where you're going to be. And so I can only assume for products and last mile delivery, being able to give that kind of information. I haven't come across that yet, but I can tell you, I will buy from them every time if that's my experience.
1: And Sarah, remember we mentioned some critical items, pharmaceutical goods, right? These are life-saving options that I need to know when I can expect that. And so having that, that dependability becomes absolutely critical, and in some cases, life-saving.
0: Yes, absolutely. I mean, what we do in supply chain is life-saving. So every, everything we've talked about, you know, route optimization, empowering and connecting drivers, delighting customers, it all hinges on data, but good data. So talk to us about that. Give us a glimpse into monitoring, reporting, performance, insights. What does that look like with OnFleet?
1: So, I come from a background in data and data is king. And mm-hmm. this is, you know, whether you're running online analytics or physical world analytics, this is absolutely going to be the foundational block of any good decision making mm-hmm. throughout your operation. So, we've already covered the ETA forecasting. That's absolutely critical. But we also operate as a system of record for many c- c- customers who work in regulated industries that I've indicated. Okay. Mm -hmm. So think pharmaceutical or alcohol delivery. They have to have a full trail of breadcrumbs on when was that delivery planned? How was it assigned? How and whom assigned it to whom? Mm -hmm. When was it picked up? What were the turn-by-turn directions that were taken? All of that has to be visible and accounted for if there's any error in that delivery process. Mm -hmm. So that can be reviewed and reconciled and remedied. This is you know, sort of management by exception. If something goes wrong, and you said earlier, things do go wrong, mm-hmm. how can we remedy that situation becomes absolutely critical. So having that system of record, that really fine-grained live view of where the drivers are, what the ETAs are, then also some of the most, more standard things you come to expect. Proof of delivery options, uh, simple signature and a photo really make me comfortable to know that an item has been delivered to somebody at home who's responsible and willing to receive it. Or there's more complex tools as well, barcode scanning to ensure that if you're receiving multiple items, they're going to me and not my neighbor. Or ID verification, if it is a regulated good, that's not going to an underage person. Everything is done in real time. We provide the same visibility to drivers as well so that they can monitor their own performance, see their on-time rates, see their delays. And that helps them self-manage and improve over time. So this is really a benefit for both sides.
0: Absolutely. I love the proof of delivery because when I was working at the 3PL, (laughs) proof of delivery, I mean, this is going back a little bit, but proof of delivery was one of the things that I absolutely hated getting because it was a phone call and then it was another phone call and then it was another phone call and then it was like, I'll go check. I'm not sure if we have it yet. The driver hasn't turned it in. (laughs) Oh, man, I tell you, that could take days sometimes. Cracking
1: it down if it's lost somewhere in the records, you know, that's, <laughs> that's obviously a big headache for everyone involved.
0: Yeah, we lost the piece of paper it was on. Yeah, that's
1: right. And that's how things <laughs> should be run is pen and paper these days. No, that's not a modern tool. <laughs>
0: All right, so I'm I'm loving what I'm hearing so far, and I'm sure the listeners will be too. So can you bring this all to life for us with a case study? Tell us how you've worked with a customer and what was the benefit or ROI they saw from working with you?
1: Absolutely, and these are the stories I love. I, I work both on the direct sales side. I also work in our partnerships group, so I get to see both sides of this. Uh, we have a recent uh, customer who came on board. Uh, they're a subscription-based grocer, and they came from more of a, a manual management platform. And I mentioned this earlier, but as a joke, but it's actually true. People are still using pen and paper and like s- printing out a Google Maps for their deliveries. And this is how you're going to run your day. I mean, it's they're doing the best of the tools they have. But fortunately, there's tools like OnFleet you know, that are available to them. Right. Well, this particular uh, subscription-based grocer, they, they engage with us to help modernize and digitize their workflows and their operations, and within the first few months, they're already seeing routes that are completed. And this is like across the board with their drivers between two and four hours earlier than when they were completed previously. Wow. So look at average time. workday, huge increase and opens up a, a massive opportunity for additional capacity and growth amongst those drivers. I mean, that can be. That, that that can be reassigned, that can be used for different purposes. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, this is helping the bottom line immensely for that particular business. Mm-hmm. And I want to call out this is not just because the routes might be more efficient, which I'm sure they are with our routing tools we've already spoken about, but because our systems integrate with their order management systems mm-hmm. to pass orders through seamlessly. There's no manual export and import and I'm losing <laughs> data and trying to map data fields. Uh, Our planning tools also do just streamline their operations. They can plan a day within a few minutes versus several hours so that they are starting to pack and load the vans much farther in advance than they were previously. So those vans are getting out sooner. Yeah. And then those vans are in the field. We're sending notifications. We're letting cus- consumers and customers know the recipients
2: mm-hmm. when they
1: can expect those deliveries. So they're not calling customer support. They're right. not booking the driver. They know when to be home. They know when to receive it. The reduction of failed deliveries, which is another huge issue,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, is substantial. So we've done a lot of different studies on this that You can see them on our blog on theonfleet.com slash blog. And we've seen that from moving from more of a manual approach to a Mm -hmm. platform like Onfleet, you can see as much as a 40% increase in capacity and efficiency. And when you account for the fact that in supply chain, last mile is the most expensive Mm -hmm. aspect of the supply chain, The bottom line ROI is virtually, you know, immediate once implemented.
0: Well, and I'm just thinking, you know, how many more customers can you service with that amount of time back? Exactly right? right. The other part of it too is you must be keeping customers to reorder over and over and over again if they're seeing faster, more efficient deliveries. So not only are you saving the time and giving the the drivers more capacity or more time to do more deliveries, you're also keeping customers for your customer by uh doing that as well. So it's kind of like a win-win, 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 win
1: a rare situation that everyone wins, but I do believe that to be the case here.
0: (laughs) All right. Um, And I have to ask, because we're talking about uh, data, you know, apps for drivers, a management platform, what does onboarding and integration look like? Because I know when I have these conversations with tech providers, one of the questions is around onboarding because not everybody has IT readily available, right? So are we talking plug and play? Do you offer support or training? And what what happens if I've decided to work with you?
1: Great question. And I'm going to be a little bit biased here, but (laughs) I think that we have the best onboarding support teams in the business. Our processes, our resources they're really well built out. Uh, we did a, a nationwide implementation for a, a national grocer in Canada. All I think is about 80, 90 stores over a 90 day period, which is kind of unheard of. And wow. they said this is the best IT implementation we've seen. Now, why is that? Well, we provide really robust self onboarding resources, you know, learning centers, support centers, but our teams are really hands-on, really knowledgeable. We have a very clear path. We've done this hundreds if not thousands of times. And we provide, if needed, an integration roadmap. This is how we're going to integrate both from a technical perspective and an operational perspective. And if you don't have an in-house resource for development, we do offer solutions development resources as well that can be leveraged. But this is just sort of the out-of-the-box capabilities, what we've been doing uh, sort of over the past five, 10 years. But more recently, we launched an integrations marketplace. This is where we're hosting natively integrated solutions either built by us or built by our partners mm-hmm. across major e-commerce partners, point-of-sales solutions, OMSs, WMSs. You can plug in driver management tools, scheduling tools, uh, customer support tools, all of these are plug and play. So you basically drop in your API keys and you're up and running. So depending on what your needs are, depending on what your capabilities are, we plug you in with the right right resources mm-hmm. to get you up and running within your timelines. And often we're ready to go faster than most operations teams are because we are experienced and they leverage us for that kind of consultative approach to understand what would a successful implementation look like. So I'm really proud of our support and onboarding teams.
0: Yeah, I mean, 90 days across all of those facilities. Now I want to know what that brand is because I'm Canadian. So. <laughs> so I'm kind of curious who that is. And so maybe you'll you'll tell me a little bit later. But last month, Oracle and Uber announced that they are teaming up to offer last mile deliveries, saying that connecting the two platforms eliminates the gap between sales transactions and customer service. So with these kinds of collaborations alongside automation and other technological advances, what do you think the next few years is going to bring for last mile?
1: So we've seen a lot of give and take and push and pull between three PLs, fulfillment. Uh, it's it's really dynamic. And let's be honest, some companies, some uh retailers, they use their own fleet for fulfillment. They leverage on-fleet for in-house fleet management, others use third-party delivery companies. Mm-hmm. But what we've noticed and observed trends over the past, I'd say, three to four years is a movement towards blended hybrid delivery models.
2: Okay. So
1: this is a model where you're leveraging quite of a, sort of a core in-house fleet mm-hmm. and supplement that with a third party. Say you have a surge in demand or additional areas you want to service outside of your core areas. Mm -hmm. So this is a model that provides both tight controls over those operational efficiencies we've been talking about and the customer experience, which often can only really be achieved with an in-house fleet because you have control over that in-house fleet. Exactly. And and you have control of that experience. You have control over that data and you have reporting and reviews. You Mm -hmm. know when there's an issue and you can resolve it. You can be proactive about it. But this is also allowing you to flex up. So Mm -hmm. I am expanding to a new territory or it's the holidays and leverage that third-party delivery, labor and fulfillment services where needed. And that can build a very healthy and resilient mix. In fact, Many on-fleet core customers who use this to power their in-house fleet also leverage on-fleet-powered carriers. Okay. So these are carriers that are within the on-fleet network. We call it the on-fleet connect program mm-hmm. to augment their labor force. Hmm. So this is giving them the same experience, the same reporting, and not necessarily having to outsource to some of those third parties you've mentioned earlier. But what we have found that, uh, and this is from direct customer surveys, that having Total control over the order, from mm-hmm. the e-commerce purchase to the OMS WMS fulfillment, with let's say an on fleet powered fleet specifically. This yeah. provides a huge impact on the on the customer experience. Mm-hmm. So what we've seen is a ten percent increase on the NPS score over u- using third party fleets. Wow! So that's a substantial increase, as was well more on time deliveries. Well, yeah. I mean,
0: sorry, just before you go on, I mean, just to be able to be connected um, with other people utilizing your platform, then you don't have to worry about having to get the data from somewhere else. It's already there. And it's just making it seamless for your operations team. I'm sorry, the light bulb went off when you were talking about it. And I just had to throw it out there because I want to make sure that that correlation, right? Because if you can't use your fleet and you have to go and look for and find, I mean, that's a lot of time. That's a lot of energy. That's a lot of time that's being taken away from um, something or somebody's day that they could be focusing on something else. And plus, even when you find that person, you still need to get the data and you need to put it in your system and you need to share it with a bunch of people. So that just totally makes a lot of sense to me anyways. So
1: sorry, Absolutely. keep going. <laughs> no, no, please. I think I think you've hit the nail on the head there, right? And this is why we're focusing on these carriers and couriers growing that network. Mm-hmm. So when someone engages with us and they say, hey, we don't have our own fleet, what should we do? We can present a number of different options
0: to them. Right. Right. Amazing. Amazing. I love that. All right. So finally, then you were recognized in Gartner's 2023 hype cycle for supply chain execution technologies as a key player for last mile delivery solutions, which is huge. Talk to us about what that means to you and also what the future holds uh, for OnFleet.
1: Well, I think it's it's well-deserved recognition. I think we've been doing a great job and we're really excited about that. And of course, there are some fantastic things in our roadmap, planned by our stellar engineering and product groups. So you, you, the expected continued improvements in our dashboard, better visualizations, uh, advanced routing, you know, more integrated routing into your day-to-day operations, drive wrap improvements, all of these are improvements to help us stay at the head of the pack. Uh, for me personally, I'm most excited about our partner ecosystem. So this is a partner ecosystem with global partners across that wide variety of services that are integrated into Onfoot that I mentioned earlier. So we're starting to see new capabilities that do not exist in the vacuum, right? So Mm it's kind of like one plus one equals three. And I do not like fuzzy math, Sarah. But in this case, (laughs) you can see integrations where worker scheduling and uh, demand forecasting start to make our systems more efficient because we know where drivers should be based on those integrated tools. And we are able to say what the demand will be that day and call the right number of drivers in. Our integrations marketplace, as mentioned, it actually just launched this past quarter is making it easier to pull those features and capabilities into your existing implementation. And I think there's some super cool stuff coming down the pipeline already available, such as working with autonomous delivery vehicles and AI-based customer support. So these are things that I encourage you to, if you're an Onfleet customer today, talk to your rep about it, because I think it's really cool. Finally, I, I did mention actually, not finally, I got a couple more points on this. The Onfleet Connect platform that I mentioned, that allows you to connect to those third parties. That's always something to explore. But for me, things like that Onfleet has been doing for some time that I think really demonstrates us to be a thought leader in the industry are things like our Onfleet Offset program to help you offset carbon emissions. Because as we're seeing that increase in deliveries, so too we're seeing increase in carbon emissions, right? And that's something that should be considered in any delivery operation. But finally, you know, as I mentioned, I also work with some of our largest customers. And overall, I'm excited by our new customers who really embed with us to offer new solutions, new offerings for the end customer, and ultimately helping us to build collaboratively the future of Last Mile.
0: Yes, and I'm excited to see what happens and where you take it and what new ideas you and your team come up with. In the ever-evolving world of logistics, Last Mile Delivery has emerged as a critical battleground for businesses striving to meet customer demands with speed, efficiency, and precision. As consumers continue to embrace the convenience of online shopping, the pressure on delivery fleets to perform flawlessly has never been higher. To stay ahead in this fiercely competitive landscape, fleet managers and logistics professionals must rely on data-driven insights to optimize their operations. And you can do exactly that with OnFleet. OnFleet is revolutionizing fleet management with the world's most advanced last-mile delivery Platform So that you can say hello to leaner operations, smarter decisions, and a delightful customer experience. If you want to find out more, you can check them out at onfleet.com. That's O-N-F-L-E-E-T.com. And did you have a guess at today's big question? Well, at the top of the show... I asked you, according to new research commissioned by Uber, what percentage of consumers expect express delivery as an option? Well, it's a pretty big 75%, with 72% also more likely to continue ordering from companies that offer this service. So if express delivery isn't currently a part of your strategy, it may well be time to reconsider and to give OnFleet a call. Chris, thank you you so much for joining me today. And thank you to the team at OnFleet for making this episode happen. Thanks so much, Chris.
1: Thanks, Sarah, and to your listeners.
0: Did you know that the average cost of losing an hourly supply chain worker has reached $19,607? And that recent research shows that 77% of hourly supply chain workers are considering a job change in the next three months. This could have a huge impact on your productivity bottom line and culture. Workstep is helping supply chain companies to better engage their distributed hourly workforce at scale. Understand the true reasons behind their workforce turnover and take actions to make positive changes and reduce attrition. Workstep has successfully helped many companies reduce their frontline worker turnover by up to 36%. Visit workstep.com to learn more. If you would like to hear more, we have plenty more content for you featuring the best and brightest in the industry. Head over to letstalksupplychain.com and uh, check out the latest on the podcast. Now, we're just putting in some filters as well as our search bar. If you're looking for a particular solution to your supply chain challenge, we've most likely had them on the show. So go ahead and use those tools to be able to find the right uh, keyword for you. And remember to come back next week when I'm going to be joined by... Peter from DLT Labs. Now, DLT is a global leader in the development and delivery of enterprise blockchain technologies and solutions. And so I have a lot of questions. You know, what is happening in blockchain right now? Where does supply chain fit in? And exactly how can it be used to tackle some of the industry's key challenges right now? We're talking collaboration, visibility, and cybercrime. And so I'm looking forward to this one. So make sure you don't miss out. If you enjoy the show, there's a few ways to support us. You can follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. We're also over on TikTok. Subscribe to our newsletter at letstalksupplychain.com. And subscribe to our YouTube channel, Let's Talk Supply Chain. If you are looking for some supply chain merch for that supply chain or in your life, we have got you covered. Head over to letstalksupplychain.com and uh, take a look at some of the really fun t-shirts, hats, uh, totes even, uh, that you can get for the holiday season. And when you're looking for cutting-edge resources on innovation and trends across supply chain... Where do you go? Well, you probably come to Let's Talk Supply Chain, but we also have the Secret Society of Supply Chain. Now, this is a private network for the supply chain community, one platform that's as dynamic and innovative as you are. Now, we have three groups and it is for everybody in supply chain. The Supply Chainers is exclusive content. I am talking to some of the biggest leaders in this industry about how they tackled a particular challenge so that you can learn straight from them. I'm also giving you access to courses that you would generally have to pay a lot of money for. So go and check that out. It's 14 dollars a month. Next, we have a Monthly meetup group for women in supply chain. Now, this is personal and professional career growth uh, for women in supply chain to come together on a monthly basis. And it's professionally facilitated. You are not going to want to miss that. And then finally, we have a monthly meetup group for marketing professionals in supply chain. That's right. We are bringing you together with your peers to talk about what's working, what's not working. We're going to get you in front of potential clients and bring some experts straight to you. So go and check that out over on letstalksupplychain.com. It's right on the homepage. Or you can email us at hello at com. And remember, if you want to be featured on an upcoming episode, head over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review the show.
2: Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening. And remember, ship happens.